Abby. And I'm Allie. And it's About Time for True Crime. Hey. Hi. How are you? What is up, you guys? How's your weekend? Oh my god, I had such a good weekend. Yeah? I honestly had an amazing weekend. Tell me everything. Okay, so my mom and I had a girls weekend. Ooh. Which was amazing. We haven't done that in five ever. I love. We went for drinks on Friday. We had a ride, guys. Never drink and drive, seriously. You might hit a bump and spill, but also it's illegal and selfish. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. But um, we went out for drinks and had some food and came home and then she slept over. And then the next day we went to go see family and my family listens to the pod. So hi, everybody. Hi, guys. And it was just it was awesome. We just hung out and had yummy food and spent time with family. And I love that. Yeah. And my little you see my little booties. My aunt made those. Yes, they're so cute. Aren't they the cutest things? I want to so, know how she makes those. I have no idea. But she had some for everybody. I love that. I know. So I picked, they look like the Grinch. They're like these green yeah. little slippers. I'm like showing you and not telling them what it is. It's these green little knitted, knitted, crocheted. I don't know. It I should be, be either. It's a yarn craft, but they look so I should soft. be embarrassed because I don't know how to do any of that. And I feel like I should. Why? But because I've always wanted to be able to make things like that. I want to be self-sufficient. Like, if I need to be able to make a scarf, I want to be able to do it. I Guess can can't teach do you it. that. That's easy. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll have to do that. Okay. But, yeah, it was really great to just see everybody. And, hi, Aaron and Matt. Hi. Um, And it was just really cool to just see family and have fun. And then Mom and I came back and we watched um some very intense documentaries on the amy mihalovic case i don't know that i'm familiar with that so i wasn't either and i guess there's like this series on is it amazon we didn't watch it but we did watch the one that was on i think it's id discovery or something like that and it's about this 10 year old girl that went missing that got so she got a phone call that will give you like a brief synopsis she got a phone call saying like oh i'm your mom's friend we have oh. to go get her a we have to go get her a um gift because she got promoted can you meet me here i don't don't tell her because it's like don't give it away but could you come that's so could scary. we meet so then they met no one saw her like get into the place like they have like a very right. brief like a i don't know barely a good description of the guy and didn't see her get into a car or anything and she disappeared and they found her body holy shit when she was 10 that's so sad and so then they connected it to other cases that they think might be related and it was this whole thing and no one has been arrested for her murder yet holy hell which is horrible and it just it absolutely destroyed the family the mom was torn apart it was horrific and it's something that i i think i want to cover soon i just want to learn more about it you know you can't just take the documentary and run with it right you're not gonna like regurgitate that at you guys you can watch it if you want to but it was really good. So I want to do some more research, but unfortunately it's still unsolved. So we watched Holy that hell. for like, it was like a three hour thing. <laughs> so then after that, we watched something happy. We watched It's Creek. Good. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, we had, a good, we had a good weekend. That's so good. I'm so glad. It was, it was exactly what I needed because I feel like I've been go, go, go and yeah. hosting and having people over and going here, there and everywhere. And then I was sick and it was a whole thing. And now it's yeah. just, we're good and I'm not nasally anymore. And mm. I just feel more like myself. And so... It's good. Yeah, you definitely seem to be on the up and up. I just, I feel it, you know? Yeah. What about you? How was your weekend? My weekend was so good. I had a friend visit me from home. Aww. Um, And home being, you know, Chicago, Illinois area. 
but she no longer lives there. She's in Michigan. And so we really only get to see each other like once a year max now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just really fun. It was so good oh, to see awesome. her. Hi, Emily. Um, I have so many Emilys in my life. You really do. I it's I swear like every other person I know is an Emily, but she was the OG. She was the first one. We met we met when we were like a few months old and we've been friends ever since. So oh my God. Um, I got my first tattoo with her and they were matching tattoos. So. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, I feel like when you've known someone that long and your lives are that intertwined, she's more like family than a friend. Of so course. it was just so fun to have her out here. And then um, I relaxed and did seven loads of laundry after everybody left. Good God. It was a lot of towels and it was a lot of sheets to clean, but damn, we did it. You got so. it done. <laughs> I never want to see dollars and quarters later. <laughs> Literally. I think I spent $20 in laundry yesterday. I'm not even kidding. I believe it. Um, I feel like every time I run the washer and dryer here, it's the same thing with electricity. It's so yeah. expensive. I'm like, oh, there's 20 bucks. Yes. You're like, whoop. well, say lobby, I guess. Got to mm-hmm. get things clean, but hate it. So that was good. And I don't know. I'll be real with you. My deep clean of my entire apartment was like 85% complete. And then I entirely ran out of steam. So I worked on finishing that a little bit. My hey, room you got is, 85% of it done. I know. I'm just so close to 100. I just got to finish. You'll get there. So I just took up the rest of the stuff to the attic that I had to. And I've just got to finish cleaning up what's left now. So we're really close. I'm towards the end. but Awesome. Yes. Oh, and I cleaned out my shoe closet. (gasps) Yikes, you guys. My shoe closet is like the shoe coat closet. And then there's like a shelf up top where I keep all of my gardening shit, um, which is the most obnoxious thing because Hmm. what? Dirt will fall all over everything. It does? Yep. Mm -hmm. I thought dirt like didn't do the whole gravity thing. No. Oh, no, it sure does. (laughs) Um, And you know what's better is Mm. when you have a crazy cat that can jump up on things and shake the whole closet and then... More dirt falls. He's a dick. Uh huh. Um, I love him so much. And then I have to vacuum, and he gets terrified about the vacuum, and then I feel bad. But I'm like, you did this yourself. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but I got that entirely cleaned out. You are out. the problem. <laughs> so I got all my summer shoes out of there. I fixed up the gardening stuff. So now all of the dirt and pots and stuff are on the ground. So hopefully they shouldn't like fall on things. But I had to do some organizing for that. But adulting glad. sucks. Oh my gosh, it sucks so much. But like, in the same way, I get excited when I get to clean the whole... Yeah. I know. Or, like, get to organize. It's like, oh, it's going to be so nice. And it's mine. Like, it's my organization. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think sucks, but the pros are way better than the pros of being a kid. Really? I think so. Like, I don't know. I just like being able to make my own schedule, set my own life, have my own things. Like, set it up the way that works for me and not for the people that run my home. Because you're all different people. Like, mm-hmm. different things will work. The way that I look at it between being a kid and being an adult is being a kid you couldn't have ice cream anytime you wanted it you had to ask your parents Mm -hmm. right but when you got ice cream it was really great yeah now as an adult i can have ice cream anytime i want breakfast lunch and dinner the difference is though now i get fat well that's the (laughs) trade-off that's that's adulthood and that's being a child and you have to pay for the cavities (laughs) yeah so uh no, it was good, but I am definitely glad to be like back in the swing of things, having a normal week. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a while since I've just had like a regular week, you know. Well, November with all the holidays and everything is crazy, and we've got like a couple lull weeks before Christmas. And yeah, all that fun stuff. Speaking of Christmas, this week is going to be, um, at least my case, 
is a very saddened oh, my Christmas. Bu- and I have to let you guys know, Abby did give me a heads up only to say that this case is horrific. The one that she's going to yes. do. Yes. So we will be having two reprieves, but this case is <laughs> not a Christmas case, but it is in fact an absolute gut punch. Okay. Um, so do we want to start on it? Yeah, let's get going. Okay, let's get this done because I feel like we're going to need to like take a few deep breaths. Do we need after tissues? This. Do we need? Um, not yet. But will we need them? Possibly. Okay. Um, you guys, for those of you who are planning to listen through all of this, that is awesome. Grab some water. Grab some tissues if you must. Also, do remember, this is just a trigger warning. This case fucking sucks. There is a lot of torture. There are children involved. There are babies that we have to think about. And I will give you a more specific trigger warning when we get to the part of the story that is really going to sort of sucker punch you in the face. So you can skip ahead if you need to. Yes. So that way, if you want to listen to it, but you just want to get over the gory parts, you're free to do that. But if you are someone who, I don't know, gets kind of skittish about this area in general, please keep going. It's okay. We can see you in the next episode. We'll be here. We promise. Um, But we want you to take care of yourselves and we want you to prioritize your mental health. So if this is not going to be good for you, that's fine. But if you want to listen to it, I will give you a trigger warning before the awful, awful things pop up. And then I'll just give anybody like who wants to listen to that and skip forward a very brief one sentence summary of what happened so that you're not lost if you pick up later. But... All right, let's get into it, Damn, Let's get into it. So this week, I wanted to go abroad for our case. Okay. And I know I said last week that we'd work on more recent cases, so I got all the way to 1999. Okay. Um, I promise I'm still working on getting something past the 2000s, but... Oh, it's okay. I, I got 2008, so oh, it should be a little bit... Sick. We're okay. like, we've, we've broken Y2K. Love it. Okay, nice. Um, but we're going to Hong Kong, China. Okay. And this is a place I don't believe we've traveled to yet for this podcast. I don't think we have. Um, But our story starts in May of 1999. Okay. A young, frantic teenager walks into a police station. She's alone. She's just barely 14. Oh, my God. And she tells the police she's being haunted. Oh. And they are like, okay, like whatever you're a kid like you're talking but they just let her talk which is great they let her sit there just sort of get whatever's on her chest off they didn't even like they didn't turn her away right no no so that's good um but she was basically saying she was being haunted by this young woman in her 20s who was bloody and screaming and she would visit her every night and this newly 14 year old confessed that she took part in her murder Oh, God. And that she was only reporting it because she was convinced she'd be haunted until she confessed. Wow, that's a guilty conscience. Uh-huh. And granted, I'll say this. It did take three different visits for her to get all the way, like, to get the courage to say that she took part in it. But they turned her away the first time. They were like, thank you for coming and telling us. Like, let us know if anything changes. Basically just being like, it's okay, reassuring. She right, encouraging again. her to come back again if... But she wasn't going to say anything the first time. Right. And then finally, the last time, she's like, no, I don't think she's going to stop haunting me until I tell you, like, I took part. Like, I'm guilty in Mm -hmm. this. And so we are going to talk about the murder of Fan Man Yi. 
Okay. I'll refer to her as Fan, but for a while at the beginning, I'll just keep saying Fan Man Yi because a lot of these names sound very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I am doing my best to pronounce these correct. I could be wrong. If I find that out, I will definitely give you guys a heads up and correct that. But to my knowledge, I've gotten all of the pronunciations well. Okay. So we're talking about the Hello Kitty murders. So how did a 13-year-old, because she was newly 14, so at the time that this all occurred, she was 13, how did she take part in a month-long torture and eventual murder? Like, how did this happen? What happened? And why did it take three separate visits to the police station for her to say that she was guilty? Um, Well, at least on that last one, when they did, they asked her to take them to the scene of the crime. So she takes them to her boyfriend's house. Her She's 14. She's got a boyfriend? With a house. Okay. Just a heads up. Dang, girl. So it took long enough, but ultimately it was pertinent that the police took this child seriously because the crime that we're diving into, while it's commonly known as the Hello Kitty murders, is fucking awful. Okay. I'm guessing that's not a boyfriend. Well, I'd agree it probably wasn't a uh, boyfriend as the term that we know. Sounds abusive already. Yeah. If he's got a house and she's a child. Yeah. But all right. So I just want to start with saying that this crime gripped Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Not only because it's so gruesome. And again, hey, their trigger warning, it gets pretty fucking bad. But this case was also wildly infamous because the Hong Kong murder rate is the lowest of any major city in the world. Really? Yeah. It's 1.23 per 100,000 people. Oh, which just, by the way, for perspective, New York City's homicide rate is over 15 times that of Hong Kong. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that's per the Washington Post. But just so we know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot. And Hong Kong is otherwise a pretty safe place to be. So how the hell did this happen? Or it was in 1999. Is that what the numbers are? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go all the way back to 1975. Fan Man Yi was born to a family in China, and however, like many families at that time, girls were really undesirable. I don't know if you guys heard about this. I know it was big when I was growing up to learn about it, but for a while there, this was almost like a death sentence to be born a girl Mm -hmm. in China. Um, I wanted to throw a quick note in here because culturally, it's very different, and in these Chinese homes and in Chinese culture at this time, men made money and helped support the family and women were expected to be wed into a man's family and then leave her family to take care of the man's parents. So her Mm in-laws. So in 1980, five years after Fan's birth, China passed a one child policy trying to fix the growing population, which is exactly what it sounds in order to fix it. Like families could only have one child. That is so fucked intrusive oh my god i can't even imagine the government having that kind of power Mm -hmm. oh my god and as you might guess they didn't want to waste their child on a girl that they were going to give away to another man's family they wanted someone to help to have a son provide yes and who would get married and gain them a daughter-in-law that could help them in old age oh my god yeah so five years how do you how do you just look at your children like pawns like that? I I know. To I be know. fair, I think they had to. Right? I mean like But I mean, how does the government say this is how you need to see oh, your I don't your child th- this is I 
I've no, I already don't have words and we're not even this is just old news too and I yeah you know we're the same age we grew up at the same time I heard the same shit but it's just so yeah awful well and it's, it's just like I think the thing for me is I feel so much for people who are put in this scenario because what either you know you have your daughter and you love her fearfully and you keep her and you know you make sure she has the best life that she can have Mm -hmm. and you just hope that the family she marries into is okay with her spending time with you Mm -hmm. and going to see you but there's no guarantee of that and in a culture that is by the way one thing that I really do like about Asian and more eastern culture than we have is the respect for our seniors and like elder populations we just fucking got rid of that out here which is dumb but like I understand the fear of needing someone to take care of you one day Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's all up to chance whether or not you're going to be able to let your child do that Mm -hmm. or your child will be able to right doesn't mean you should fucking kill your child um which by the way female infanticide which is just killing girl babies um skyrocketed yeah as you'd imagine um and thank goodness that fan was not a victim of that not that she wasn't a victim like a few years later but But adoption skyrocketed out of china too at that time Mm -hmm. so in 1980 when fan was just five that's when this one child policy got passed and it wasn't long after fan was born that her family just straight up abandoned her oh my god yeah we don't know if they just left because of the one child rule maybe she had siblings or something that they wanted to keep and not her we don't know if they were unfit parents all i know is that they abandoned her but they abandoned her as a child that's awful and so (laughs) by the way um the government in china right after this one child policy passed and the female infanticide skyrocketed they held a little conference and they were like listen listen female infanticide grows out of feudalistic evil And there is just absolutely no way. In fact, it's quote unquote inconceivable that it could be linked to the one child policy. Oh, okay. Just in case you were wondering. (laughs) Right, right, right. I wrote in my thing as if. (laughs) That clears it up for me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So when Fan was abandoned by her family, this lands her in an orphanage for some time. And don't get me wrong. She probably is one of the lucky ones because she like landed up, landed up ended up in an orphanage and not on the streets but Mm -hmm. that only lasts so long in china they kick you out of the orphanages when you're 15 or 16 depending on where you are really Mm -hmm. so she had to leave at 15 and when she became chronically homeless after this orphanage of course stint stay whatever you want to call it she turned to substance abuse and was able to provide for herself through street sex work until she was 21 Mm mm-hmm Now, at 21, she joined a brothel, and I couldn't really find what her drug of choice was with that substance use, though later on it does sound like it could have been methamphetamine. That was not guaranteed as what she initially was misusing or what she was addicted to. I don't know. I couldn't find that. But regardless, it was clear that she was struggling really, really hard with addiction. Oh, my God. This woman just... Oh, it just gets worse. We're not even at the part that's supposed to be gut-wrenching, and my it's our, I'm already wrenched. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's just going to blend blend up your whole gut. Oh, and it's good gonna God. All right. Die. Um, okay, thank you. <laughs> it's okay. Mine is too. I did a lot of research and read a lot, and it was 
awful. So in 1996 or 1997, reports vary. She secured her job at a brothel and she got married to one of the clients at this brothel. Okay. Now, to my knowledge, initially she was doing sex work at the brothel and then later on becomes a hostess. But I think and we'll see why later on it's hard to get like a clear timeline of her earlier adult life. Um, It is kind of mixed up in reports. So some people say she became the hostess right away. Some people say she was a hostess and then a sex worker and then a hostess again. But she was at this brothel. So it was like one of them. Okay. And she was staying put pretty much. And eventually she ends up marrying one of her clients. His name is Chan Manlock. Um, A note here, I've seen Chan and Chang, though I've seen Chan in like 90% of them. So that's what I'll be going with. Okay. 90% of the resources that I used, which, if you guys are wondering, they are always linked below. Mm -hmm. But I'll be going with Chan just because it's what I've seen the most. So it seemed that he was a good 10 years older than Fan. Okay, so she's how old at this point? 23. He's probably 34. Okay. Well, actually, at this point, she's 21, so he's probably 32, 30. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 32-ish. Um. So he's quite older than her. He was really well off. He always came to the same brothel and he always saw Fan. Okay. That was like his lady. All right. And so it actually seemed to be a pairing kind of made in heaven because Fan was a drug user and a sex worker and Chan was a pimp and a drug dealer. Oh, that's awful. Mm hmm. And I said a match made in hell if you ask me, but maybe opposites attract. I don't know. Chan was also in the triad, which essentially is a Chinese mafia. Okay. Just, it gives him a lot of power, it gives him a lot of money, and he's super dangerous. So she is in, yeah, very dangerous crowd. Yes. And there were reports from the neighbors that this marriage was super unhappy. So neighbors from where they lived together were called being woken up in the middle of the night to screaming and fighting. And to make matters worse, eventually Fan got pregnant. And so as she gives birth to this baby, the baby is also screaming and crying all the time, which like, Mm -hmm. I mean, your neighbors, you're not going to like it when somebody's infant's crying. But like, can imagine there's a difference between a normal baby cry and like a scared baby cry? Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but here's the thing. When Fan found out that she was pregnant, she got it fucking together. She got off the drugs. She got the job as the hostess at this time. So she stopped sex work. She was dedicated to giving this kid the safest and best life he could possibly have. Better than she ever had. Exactly. And now I'm unsure if it was before or after her leaving, but fan ended up stealing some money from Chan. Okay. He came to the brothel. It must've been before she left the brothel position Mm -hmm. because she was there and they obviously did the thing. And bef- so, wait, they're married and he's going to the brothel to have sex with her? I believe so. Okay. To be fair, um, they do talk about a marriage and they always talk, the articles that I've read always talk about a marriage in Chan, like relatively interchangeably at the same time. Okay. I suppose it's possible there was somebody else that she was married to and it was just really poorly explained in all of them. Um, but I know that this specific incident happened at the brothel. So Okay. Maybe it was just during the day and that's where she was. And he was like, hey, I want to fuck. Well, it's like, not like he's got a normal nine to five. So. Right. Gotcha. Um, but 
his wallet was on the ground with his pants after the services were exchanged, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was broke as hell. Grabbed his wallet. Grabbed his wallet. Okay. Bad, bad, bad choice for our friend Fan. And I'm sure she probably could have told you the same things if she wasn't withdrawing and basically penniless and trying to provide food for her kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I think even somebody who uses substances who isn't going through the physical and mental withdrawals of that and who probably can provide their own nutrients for themselves and their children could think a little straighter than that. But she was just hanging on by the skin of her teeth. You know, I so mean, it was worth for her she thought it was worth stealing it. from one of the most dangerous people she could mm-hmm. okay and so i read this actually i read this report and it was so well done like the storytelling in it i know it's an accurate like it's a true story mm-hmm. but there is just a way of explaining the things that i think sometimes encaptures people a little mm-hmm. better oh i felt my heart racing they were like you know you provide this good and then this person goes to put on their pants and you're like fuck they're gonna find out that i have their wallet like I stole that. It's a thick wallet. Like, there's a reason you steal it. And he luckily didn't feel it and left. Okay. The reason he found out was because he was thirsty after working up a sweat and stopped at the local 7-Eleven. And didn't, okay. Panicked when he found out he didn't have his wallet and retraced his steps and realized that the last time he had it was when he paid her. Okay. So... Why she couldn't have just been like, oh, my gosh, this fell out. You left it here. Here you go. I don't know. But even if it had. Right. She probably would have been fucked. Even would if have it had. still been, I don't know, punished by for whatever whatever way that he's going to do that. Because oh my I God, have it's a feeling awful. that's where it's going. Yeah. Is this all because of the wallet? Yes. Oh, Jesus. And it's fucking ridiculous, by the way. Um, the money, the amount that was in his wallet was about 4,000 Hong Kong dollars. Which, if you do the exchange rate for currency, mm-hmm. is 500 U.S. dollars. Okay. Chan found out fast. Like I said, he pretty much left, found out, and came right back. And he demanded the money back, which he gave immediately. Mm-hmm. But he also demanded interest. Do you want to know how much the interest was? What was the interest? 10,000 Hong Kong dollars. For the day? For the four thousand that she stole, yeah, but like, and he, then it was like an hour. It. Yeah, he know like what? Okay, ten thousand dollar interest per hour. Okay, what is it? A bank here? <laughs> I know, <laughs> literally, um, ridiculous. Is that my so my student loans. <laughs> she immediately returned the four thousand Hong Kong dollars, but pleaded for extra time getting him the interest. She right. said she would. She fully intended to, but, but obviously that, she does not have that right now. She didn't even have the four thousand. Why would she have an extra ten? Right. So. The story gets very gruesome and involves violence and sex crimes. This is where I'm going to give you the really intense trigger warning. Um, I just want you guys to take care of you. If your mental health would benefit from avoiding these details, please skip forward. Like I said, it does involve gruesome violence and sex crimes. For those of you who want just the little sentence summary, basically Fan goes through a month of torture before she succumbs to her wounds and passes. All right. Anybody here still should be in for it. So we're going to get going. Chan did not want to wait for the $10,000. So on March 17th of 1999, Fan was abducted by three men one afternoon while working a corner, not on in the brothel. So initially, Chan wanted to pimp her out to get his money back. 
and he did, but it really spiraled. It got much worse. Um, and I don't know, guys, just buckle up. I'm really sorry. I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't really know how I'm going to say all of these things out loud, but I think it is a disservice to not say them because she had to live that. And that if she was, can live it, we can say it. That was the last of her life, you know, and everywhere that I looked, it took me so long to do this research solely for the fact that everywhere I looked up just said undescribable torture. It's bad. It is bad. But I feel like we owe it to her to at least say it out loud. She died from it. Like she doesn't make it out of this. Just heads up. But like, uh, so fan was beaten, tortured, humiliated, mutilated, degraded, dismembered, and murdered. Oh God. After Chan made his money back, or hell, maybe even while it was happening, Fan faced incredible torture. They melted wax and plastic to the bottom of her feet to keep her from running away. Oh, God. Um, The three men beat her. Some reports include them using bamboo and metal bars. Mm. Um, All reports of this torture included the teenager saying that she saw Fan get kicked in the head over 50 times. Oh, God. And by the way, our teenager did participate in this torture not to the same extent not the same amount and i'll explain why she sort of gets a lesser sentence and gets out of this because she was 13 she was 13 um but it should also be noted that you know by 13 child psychologists know that your morality is developed she should know that this is wrong she did know that this is wrong that's why she was haunted by it but did she think she was next if she didn't who knows yeah you never know And so, including that, she does say that she took part in the kicking of the head over 50 times with the people. Reports also include that Fan would get hung up using electrical wire, and she would just be used as a punching bag. She would get hung up by her wrists, and they'd just do whatever the fuck they wanted. Oh, my God. They weren't feeding her. They weren't giving her water. She was literally wasting away. Um, And... Oh, my God. This is just so bad. So she also had spices rubbed in her eyes. Like, they would just be cooking and take random spices and rub them in her eyes. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Uh And then when she would have wounds, they would pour chili oil on them. Oh, my God. After alcohol. So sting twice as bad, you know? And then... um, she was subject to literal unspeakable torture. Um, and I'm not going to get into this, but you can find it on the internet if you want to. This does include being forced to ingest human urine and fecal matter. Um, and if you were wondering, by the way, they were still pump, like pimping her out. But it gets, okay. it gets worse. Uh, because people learned that they were able to rough her up without a pimp getting pissed. So now she was being beat by the three men that captured her. She's also being beaten by all of the clients. And eventually she is so weak and like can't stand up, can't say anything, can't do anything that even the men that were like buying her services refused to have sex with her because they called her all but a corpse. Oh, God. If that gives you any sense, it is literally nauseating. And so... Now, according to them, she's basically useless. She can't make a money. So now they just turn to beating her for fun. Like, it is literally just for fun. Um, I'm tearing up. It's really bad. Oh, my God. It's really, really bad. Um, 
And so they still reveled in this violence. And eventually the torture escalated even further where they would burn small planks of wood on her body. They put her palms and the soles of her feet on open flame on the oven. Oh my God. So she couldn't walk. She couldn't grab anything without it like searing in pain. Um, and then when she'd get open wounds, they would pour alcohol on them. Then they would rub fecal matter in them too. Oh my God. Which would of course make them infected. And by the way, if I haven't already convinced you that these pieces of shit were pieces of shit, ABC reported that like literally after these bouts of torture, they would just go into the next room over and play fucking video games. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, no, they are fucking animals. I can't say anything else. Oh. The most fucked part of this whole thing was that on top of all of that physical torture and the obviously like the raping that she faced as well, they added this layer of emotional torture. And this is the thing. Like, I think we all know that Allie and I, when we look at these cases, like we put ourselves there. Yes. I could do all of that. Would I like it? No. Would I be good? No, probably not. I would probably get myself killed before I did anything compliant. But this emotional torture, this is what fucking gets me. Like, this would break me. The whole, the most fucked part of this whole thing is that when they got tired of just beating her up, they started to make her smile and thank them for it, or they would get worse. At times, they would make her praise Chan um, and say that she was grateful and basically like pray thanks to him for letting her make up her quote unquote sin. Um, and if she didn't comply, of course the torture would get worse significantly. And I've found reports um, that basically say they think obviously a month without food and water, it's not going to do you well, but all of these injuries, one on top of each other, one on top of each other day in and day out for a month um, basically sent her body into toxic shock, and that's what they think she died from. So on April 15th in 1999, the boys went out to a party. They had a great time. Of course they did. Um, and they locked her in the bathroom, which is what they normally did when they left, so she couldn't escape. I think there was no, like, window or anything mm-hmm. in there, so it was just a bathroom. And um, she's probably too weak to do anything i mean how would she even turn the doorknob honestly yeah with what they did to her hands alone yeah hands and feet alone let alone that in and of itself yeah i i have no words and yeah it's awful um and they come back and the 13 year old goes to pee she goes into the bathroom and sees fan's deceased body in the tub like her body just gave out Is it awful that I'm grateful? Like, she didn't live for, like, because that was just going to go until she died. At least she's at rest. That was, that's horrible. I can't even, like, I'm trying to process this. I can't even put into words what it would be like for that to be the last month of your life. Like, we always talk about what a fucking awful 24 hours it is to be murdered like this. What an awful last 15 minutes Mm -hmm. of some of the people that we talk about. But that is. That's 30 days. Well, just under. It was 28. God fucking forbid it was 48 more hours. I'm glad it was 28 and not 30. But March 17th to April 15th. 
constant torture and rapes, constant beatings, no food. She was given drugs every now and again. Horrible. And so allegedly her body, and this is honestly what makes me want to cry the most, was that when she was found dead, her body was already in the early stages of decomposition. So her body was already done. She was decomposing before she was even dead. Yeah. Like, I have no doubt that that woman is such a fucking fighter for her brain to be going past her body. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm fucking out of it. It's ridiculous. And so, how does our 14-year-old play into this? Well, she's another victim here. She is the girlfriend of our guy, Chan, which in case you remember, that's our husband, um, her fan. Oh, jeez. And so she was basically the victim of child grooming, but she was also one of his sex workers, so he pimped her out as well. And while she denies taking part in most of it, she does admit to taking part in some of it. And the girl has been given the alias Afong, which is why I didn't say her name. I think I found it in one article. I do not want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy Afong, A-H-F-O-N-G. If she's able to put this behind her and get her own... Yeah. Therapy and things, because you have no doubt that what was done to Fan was probably also done to her, at least to some extent. Oh, absolutely. And I think this is right because she's literally a fucking baby and also a victim here. But she was able to testify against the three men for immunity and safety. Mm -hmm. I assume she's in some sort of protective services. I would hope so. I hope. Um, But also... She put these men behind bars. Like, it was her testimony. And that is one brave kid. would not have gotten caught. No. Almost assuredly, they wouldn't have. Because not only was she a female in China during, like, the time that it is one of the most dangerous times to be a woman in China. Mm -hmm. She was a sex worker and had substance use disorder, which are two things that usually mean in mass media you're not really getting reported on. Mm -hmm. Which is also... a shame and a crime in and of itself no it's horrible but we know that to be true we know that there's that idea that they're quote less dead right right their death doesn't matter as much it's horrible she's a person she's a person who went through a month of the most unbelievable torture i've ever heard of how did those i don't i don't know i can't because i'm my i close my eyes i'm there right Uh i'm imagining whatever dark cell like awful place they locked her in but did yeah. they go home to families did they do they have children of their own i mean how, i assume they have kids i don't know sadistic, if they cared how do you how do you think of anything living that yeah lowly i mean that's another person yeah i couldn't i couldn't even like flick my cat's nose i couldn't yeah I no. feel bad when my plants die. Like, I like bump into my cat and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Do you know that? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, How do you have the disregard for life and that excruciating, horrific torture, prolonged <clears throat> torture? How do you do that? How do you inflict that on another living being, whether you like them, hate them? I can only assume at least for, I don't know about the other two guys. I'll say their names. Don't you worry. But at least for Chan, he was a baby and he had a big ass pride. Are you kidding? She paid back the fucking money that she stole. None of this needed to happen. No. And it happened so horrifically and so violently and so gruesomely 
just because he wanted extra because she dared disrespect him by taking his wallet. I'm not even convinced that she stole it from him. What if he just forgot it? I mean, of course. No, of course. It's possible. It could have been. I'm not saying no. I know she didn't. But things like that. Some people just want an excuse to do that. Yeah. And granted, I don't even think he needed one. He could have just grabbed her and done that. I mean, he's literally got 13 year olds that he's pimping out. So he clearly doesn't have a very strong uh, moral guide here. Oh, um, yeah. Ridiculous. And while Afong, our 13 year old here, is testifying, I just want to give some other context that happens. And I just wrote in here again for perspective. She was 13 and he was 34. That's a 21 year difference. Oh, he was old enough to legally drink in the United States when she was an infant. Okay. Um, I read a few articles and one of them had reported that in the court case when they asked Afong um, about the torture and why they kept doing it. At some point, she just said she had a feeling it was for fun. Oh, it was definitely for fun. Those yeah. sick fucks. Yeah. And so Afong not only went to the police several times, like we said in the beginning, but when she led them to Chan's apartment, I just want to walk you through this scene. It's full of Hello Kitty memorabilia. The apartment? Yes. This guy's house? Yes. Okay. It's weird as hell. Not so what I expected of this man. Wild. And the thing is, when she leads them to this apartment, one of the articles that I read, um, it was an All That's Interesting article. But it said the memorabilia was on sheets, it was on curtains, and there was some decor. What I know for a fact is there was a very large mermaid Hello Kitty plush. It was big. Like, I don't, you know, the Squishmallow things? Mm -hmm. Think of, like, the biggest one and then add a mermaid tail. Okay. Like a big one. Yeah, okay, like a big doll stuffed animal looking thing. Yeah. Um, And I think that part of the allure if you will like for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. but the draw that this case had was this juxtaposition of one of the most gruesome crimes i've ever heard of and fucking hello kitty yeah your childhood memory like a beloved animated figure who's Mm -hmm. just like a cute ass little cat like that's it um and when afong led them to the apartment she looks at this fridge that's next to the rusted oven by the way in case you're wondering um and the police were like okay we'll take that hint and they open it up and there's ziploc baggies full of butchered meat what i can bet you figure out what that is um and that's when they're like this is fact (laughs) so afong identified the three men Chan Man Lok, who is the man that we've been talking about, he's 34. And then the two others were basically, as far as I can tell, in this triad beneath him mm-hmm. in the structure of things. So it was Liang Xing Cho, who was 27, and Liang Wei Lan, who was 21. And these are the three men that abducted and murdered Fan. By the way, I did not mention this, um, but I actually fucking love this. Uh, Chan Man Lok was arrested mid meal. He was out at a restaurant eating dim sum. Okay. And they were like, go fuck yourself. You're coming with us. Good. And when they got the other two men, they all said the same thing. So they clearly had worked this out in case they got caught. Basically, they said, we admit it. We ran an illegal brothel. But 
she was there by choice. She was a consensual participant in it, and she died of a meth overdose. Ugh. And then we got scared because it was an illegal brothel, so we just got rid of her. That's what they said. Oh, okay. They're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Enter 13-year-old girl's testimony, please. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And unfortunately, and maybe fortunately, uh, the police actually found very little evidence after this. So in reports that I read, there was fan skull that was sewn into the Hello Kitty Mermaid plush. Oh, my God. They mm-hmm. sewed it into it? Yeah, they opened the plush, stuffed her head in there, and then re-sewed it shut. Um, which was also told to them by the 13-year-old. So they decapitated her. Oh, they dismembered her full body. Ugh. She was already in the bathtub. They took a chainsaw to her limbs. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was awful. And Afong testified that after they found her, like, died in the bathtub, um, they dismembered her body. The men disposed of the rest of Fan's ligaments. Um, they boiled them to stop the decomposing what the and then they threw them out with the common hash like household trash well yeah oh, okay um and i believe that they even and this is really nasty <laughs> cooked it and then saved quite a bit of it in the fridge so obviously all the evidence that the police found was the head and the plush the Organs in the fridge, and then a random tooth of fans. Oh, God. That's it. That's all that was left of her. And while no article I read explicitly states it, this, I believe, was all in the apartment that Chan had. I don't think that he lived here. I think that this must have been, like, a burner apartment, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. At number 31 Granville Road in Simsha Sioux, which included where the dismemberment happened included where all of this was if you need a mental image one you can always go to our instagram for pictures of who we're talking about and where we're talking about obviously we're not showing you none of that gory shit mm-hmm. um just the place and faces of when people are happy and doing well but if you don't have an instagram or you're just like oh, i don't really want to put a face to this or a place to this I'll just give you a quick description. In so many words, a shithole. In more words, there was beige paint that was peeling from the walls, exposing like concrete or brick underneath. Exposed two by fours everywhere. The mattress, there was a sole mattress on the ground in a corner, and it was entirely soiled. Mm. There was, um, I don't know, chains, blood everywhere. And in the fridge, next to the rusty stove, it's stocked with packaged, freshly butchered meat. So, the day that Ah Fong found Fan's body, she overheard the men saying, oh, she must have died of a drug overdose. She must have overdosed on methamphetamine. Um, Which, by the way, fuck you. I don't know. Just, like, fuck you so hard. Even if she did have meth, even if she overdosed on meth, that was a blessing at this point. It was a blessing at this point. And also, there are people that overdose on that shit every day and with the right medical attention live. Have uh-huh. healthy, happy lives afterwards. They can fall. Anybody can recover from a substance use disorder. Sometimes it takes more than one scare like that for people to get there. But like, 
she could have lived through that if it was just an overdose on meth. That's not what fucking did it. I'm just, I mean, you know how the truth is always told by the victors, right? So Mm -hmm. who's telling them that she was using drugs? Did they just stick a needle in her arm? I think she had been known around the community that way. So I think she was. Granted, I don't know if or when she started reusing after her son was born. Mm -hmm. Remember, she still has a son. We don't know what happens. We have no idea where he is. I have a small snippet, but I have a small snippet. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm leaving that for the end because it's a little Bennett. It's a little okay. silver Something lining. to look forward to. Yeah. Okay. So since there was absolutely no body to do an autopsy on, there's no proof as to whether or not this was true. Um, or if it was the beatings, which fucking of course it was. Um, and this is the most, in my brain, disturbing part for the 13-year-old. You know how I said they boiled her um, flesh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they cooked some of it, and then they had the 13-year-old eat some of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck? And if that wasn't bad enough, which that's fucking awful, um, apparently, as they were doing that, they were stirring the pot with her head in it and the noodles that they would eat with the same chopsticks. Uh. They literally gave no fucks. These are fucking depraved animals. Oh, my God. Are they dead? Tell me they're dead. I can't. Oh. Um, and despite this trial lasting six fucking weeks, the three were only charged with manslaughter. Since there was not enough evidence to de- dictate whether or not the murder was in the plants or if it was a side effect of the torture. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't care. You. Yeah. The torture alone is enough for like 10 life sentences. So, these men did get sentenced to life in prison. Yeah, okay. How many of them are out now? Well, um, they do have the possibility of parole because oh, life me. is never fucking life. Um, and I'll say this. I'm fucking pissed about this. I have done so much digging to see whether or not these men were let out for parole because they weren't up for parole until 2020. But guess fucking what? It's 2022. So, that should have been two years ago. And granted, the possibility for a parole does not mean that you're going to be granted a parole hearing. You have to be on, like, some good behavior for that to happen. And that alone is not enough evidence to say that you'll get let out. Yeah, there's probably not a a young woman for you to pimp out. So I'm sure you are a modeled prisoner. They always are. Um, And while I can't say anything about two of them, um, I can say this. According to Goldcast... Leung Wei Lun successfully appealed his case in 2011. What? I don't know how the fuck, but I don't know how the fuck. <laughs> I don't. Um, that being said, no need to worry about this piece of shit because he then almost immediately afterward had indecent contact with a 10 year old. Okay. And is now back behind bars. So as far as I know, all three of them are behind bars. I assume there would have been something big in the news if they got given parole because this was a huge case well like in 2020 though yeah what else was going on in the exactly. world in 2020? exactly so i'm pissed because i have no idea i can't find shit on it and everybody like even things even things even articles that were written in 2021 will be like yep they were given 20 years in 2000 so they were up for parole in 2020 i'm like great what the fuck happened with that can you follow up seriously like these three men are literal depraved pieces of shit they might be the worst we've ever covered. Oh, this is... It's I can't... Bad. I... Uh. And so, 
just in case you were wondering, because the apartment obviously will have photos on it, but nobody wanted to live there and everybody wanted to see it. So in 2012, it was destroyed. It was destructed and taken down. Thank God. Um, but in 2016, it was rebuilt as a hotel. Like the ground that it was on? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Not sure that I'd stay there. Oh, I wouldn't stay there. But maybe that's just me. But you should get rid of the place where that happened to her. But yeah. But you can't scorch the earth, so... Um, and here's the thing. This case touched pop culture so much. Obviously, it was pretty much fucking unheard of in Hong Kong. A place that has a murder rate of less than one fifteenth of New York City. Mm-hmm. It's a major city. That something that horrific could happen? Yeah. Okay, but what's the corruption there? How many people are really getting arrested for it? Well, yeah, that's a different story. Yes. Um, But just throwing it out there, like, this was back in the 1980s. It wasn't a place you were seeing the crime out like that. Yes. Sure. And for it to be reported that widely, for it to have a 13-year-old, for it to include this gruesome and this length of torture before a murder that literally, there was no event that killed her. It was the full month of torture. Her body was just done. She had nothing left. Like I mean, her body was, with all the wounds that she had, infected and just like, they would literally insult to injury, like yeah, poor alcohol or whatever in her wounds Mm -hmm. there's no way that they didn't like blacken already you know what i mean like that tissue must have been dead even if she was found on like the 27th day yeah would she have lived i don't probably not 50 kicks to the head on one incident of abuse one one bad head injury and you're done yep 50 and that's basically where the whole like do you know how long it would take to kick somebody 50 times in the head oh yeah the effort that that would take even with four people that takes a lot that's not just a couple of seconds no and that's basically what they meant when they said they would string her up and use her like a punching bag because eventually she's not eating she's not drinking and she's getting the shit beat out of her every fucking day she had no strength so they just tied her up to make it easier to beat her up that was the reason. This It's all just fucked. It's fucked. Um, but there is a positive note. So I did hear that Fan's son is alive. Okay. Uh, one of the articles that I read said that he was, he might still be, but he was at least a student in Singapore. Okay. Um, and this fully makes me want to cry, but he says he doesn't remember his mom, but he still wears one of her necklaces that the police gave him. Oh, oh God. Okay. That one got me. Um. But I wanted to end this case with a quick quote from the justice that presided over this case. The men were psychologically examined and described as remorseless. And the judge stated that they maltreated Fan's body in ways worse than he's ever seen even done to an animal. And he wrapped up the case with what I consider to be the perfect synopsis. He said, never in Hong Kong in recent years has a court heard of such cruelty, depravity, callousness, brutality, violence, and viciousness. Said... Hong Kong Justice Peter Nguyen, who sentenced the defendants to life. He says, the public is entitled to protection from people such as you. So. I hope he's part of the parole board. Fucking hope so. Lastly, I just wanted to give a quick shout out because there is one organization that I think is worth highlighting here. Um, They're called Action for Reach Out or AFRO, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an agency that helps with human rights issues and protection for sex workers in and around Hong Kong. So I will link that if you guys want to look into it. 
Um, and otherwise, this case fucking sucked. And I'm so sorry that I had to be the one to share it. But um, I think that Fan deserves that. From start to finish, her life was... Awful. Str- was of struggle. And then the last month of it yeah. was more trauma and torture than... The rest combined. Well, then of like a thousand people's worst days. Yeah. I can't even... Um, if you guys also want to see any of the pop stuff that was influenced by this, there is a movie from 2001. I giggle only because the name makes me laugh. It's called There's a Secret in My Soup. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. I I think we know what that's from. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then also the TV show Bones, there was an episode in season four called The Girl in the Mask that was based off of this. Okay. So interesting. Um, if you guys are into that, definitely look it up. But also, you know, consider if it means anything to you, if it touched you the way it touched me. See if you can give time if you don't have funds, funds if you can to any of these organizations that would help out people like Fan because this shit should never happen again. There should be no fucking way this can ever happen again. I. My mind is still in those 30 days. I can't. I can't fathom that she had an abusive relationship that neighbors felt comfortable commenting on. But that shit wasn't quiet. I can guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. And nobody said a goddamn thing. That was an apartment complex. She was in an apartment. Would you, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, would you call the police on the mafia member with his... Depends on if I knew it was a mafia member. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm just like, not to justify that at all, but I, if you put yourself there, put yourself in everyone's position, right? If you're yeah. the neighbor, holy shit, who did I move next to? Yeah, literally. Is he going to kill me? If the cop, if someone else calls the cops, is he, is he going to kill me? Is he going to think that it's me? Am I going to be the next one in that room? Yeah. Well, and that's why I say like that 13 year old. Oh my God. Vi- one I mean, of the bravest people I've victim. ever met. Vict- yeah. I mean... abuser and victim but offender yeah you know i mean technically right if you're gonna say did they or did they not participate in that yes yeah but that's why we look at the whole person yeah and it's just this case gut-wrenching i feel like it took my insides and it just like wrung them out like a fucking washcloth how long was she how well how long did she live how old was she she was 23 when she i don't know why i said it like that how long was she alive? <laughs> okay. 23? Yeah. So she was still a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. A baby. She would have had years, decades. Of course. She could have turned that shit around the next fucking day. It didn't matter. It might have already been. Yeah. We don't even know if she was using. Right. I mean, you said that she stopped using when she knew she was pregnant. Yeah. So I don't know if there was a return to use or if, you know, she was sober and then amongst this yeah it was just force fed force fed drugs by the way if you guys don't know that does happen that's like a big thing in um the sex slave Mm -hmm. network or trafficking networks if you will um because it's a way to control someone you're obviously getting their body dependent on a substance and so they'll do anything for the next fix because it does rewire your brain and they'll endure whatever you put them through yep and they'll they you can say okay you just gotta Buck up for this shit, and then you can get what you want. 
mm-hmm. and it works. So who knows? I Like I said, um, even though it came up that it could have been an overdose from methamphetamine, I'm hesitant to say that we know for a fact that that was her drug of choice. We don't know what she was misusing at the beginning of you her. also cannot take a goddamn thing any of them no. said seriously you know they beat the shit out of her she, they probably killed her before they went to whatever that party was and just left her probably and then a few hours came home and look she's already decomposing why because she was already half dead for the last month anyway yeah so um my hope is because i didn't read anything and because everywhere i looked had no follow-up on at least our guy chan here I would hope it would make headlines and that people would riot if he were going to be out. I mean, if I lived in Hong Kong, I would not live in Hong Kong if that man was released. And I, I know people say that about politics stuff here. I'm not getting into that. I just mean that if I lived under a government that was okay with releasing that person... And I had the means. If I lived under a government that told me there was a one kid policy. Oh, oh, yeah. No. I mean, but one thing you guys can always count on. We will always talk about horrific cases, but we will never talk politics here. There's literally quite literally thousands of other places you can go do that. And we encourage you to do that if you want to. But this is a place free of politics and all that fun stuff. Yeah. We like to be disturbed by the murders, not by the current situations in yeah. our lives we're not we're not doing that here no um this is a happy place <laughs> this is a happy place Sorry. fuck um, I know. <laughs> but you guys obviously we're going to need a reprieve after that Allie and i will do that but i just wanted to say if you stuck it out here with us um thank you first of all thank you but also second of all we're sorry we're sorry and i'm sorry but also if you need support please get it a there's a billion fucking resources on our instagram highlights if you want to look at 988 or look at local mental health stuff but also if you just need like a hug from someone go get a hug it's reason it's reasonable and perfectly necessary to have love and affection when shit like this comes out and so i'm sorry to put you through that um that was not very holiday spirit of me but once i heard it i couldn't not I could not do that. I feel like you, she like, de- she deserves that it's talked about. And maybe, you know, you can all hug your loved ones and hug your kids today. Yeah. And I don't know. You always hear about, at least with like Allie, your thing is you always put yourself there. And I always end up there. I don't like take a second to put myself there, but I always end up there. And I feel like my due diligence is to say the things that people don't want to talk about because it just it's too sad to say but it's like yeah it's too fucking sad to say it's too fucking sad for her to have died that way yeah it's if worse she, if she can endure her. if she could have endured that for a month a month we can talk about it for, for an, an hour. hour oh my god jinks. but yeah no it's it's so true and I don't know. I love the holiday season. I love all the cho- <laughs> You're not going to like it with my episode this week. I love Holy the shit. cheer and the joy and the warmth. And you know what? Maybe this just adds a little bit of juxtaposition for you to, like Allie said, love, hug your loved ones a little tighter. Enjoy the time that you have now. But also, just fuck. J- just taking a moment, at least for me, this kind of depravity and this horrificness and heinous hell honestly like i don't even have a better word for it like it's it's just evil gotta be one of the like seven layers of hell um might be the seventh 
but this just always makes me take a moment and reflect and be like, wow, I have such a good life. And for every day that feels bad, I know that shit like this has happened to somebody else. And if there's anything I can do about it, and the least of which is just speaking the words out loud, I'm going to do that. So we need a reprieve. Let's do that. Yeah, we're going to get into a reprieve. Okay, you guys. So Allie and I decided that a good reprieve today would just be to talk about like some of our favorite apps. We both have iPhones, so it's going to be Apple Store apps, just as a heads up. But um, I thought it was funny because I have like the ones that I like the most, but I also looked up my most used. And one of my favorite apps is my second most used. Okay, what's your most? How do you find your most used? What the hell? So you go to screen time and then you click on the daily average and under it, it'll tell you like most used. Okay, so I'm at settings. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So just as like a funny thing, messages is obviously my most used. I text constantly. It's annoying as hell. Um, (laughs) And that's wild because I feel like I've actually been getting a lot worse at texting. So the fact that it's still my most used app is kind of nuts. But my second most used apps, um, my second most used app, which is the first one that I wanted to talk about anyway, so it just kind of works, was Gradient Sort. It's the dumbest game. You literally just sort color gradients into like a proper, I don't know, row. Pile or something? Yeah. Yeah. So they come in like different colors. They'll have different shapes and it'll go from like red to purple or like. I don't know. Sometimes they have a bunch of different rainbow ones. And I don't know. I just sort it all the time. And I'm like, ah, this feels good. This feels like something I can control. And I like pretty colors. Uh -uh. (laughs) Okay. So a game that I enjoy playing and I play too much and is on my list here (laughs) is Bubble Pop, (laughs) which I know sounds really funny, but really you just pop bubbles that are like light colors and it's sometimes it gets difficult. Okay. Hit me up if you guys are oldies like me. I knew that game as Snood from when I used to play it on my grandmother's computer as a child. What are you talking about? Uh huh. I don't um, think so. Snood. I- if you know, you know. Let okay. me know. Well, some of us don't and just enjoy it for... Bubble Pop. Bubble Pop. Yeah. And I play it so much, I'm in level 800. <laughs> Hold on. 877 Ooh. um so i do and it's like on my home screen like i play it enough where it's a lot i um, fucking love that and what else do i have i play a lot of like crosswords i really like brain <laughs> games yes i have those too i also um it's called kitty collector now i knew it as neku atsume when it first came out <laughs> um it's literally just a game of animated cats and you can put out food and toys and stuff in like a ran like an animated yard and cats will come and bring are you, you little kidding gifts. me that's existed I yeah don't have it what's it called oh uh, it's called kitty collector kitty okay um, going to my app store they can bring you little gifts shut up like so, birds and mice and yes. shit no so one of mine um let's see i like the random ones because it's like, this cat gave you a rusty spoon. Or what is this one? A glow bracelet. One of the other cats gave me a cicada skin. Like, it's just, it's random shit that cats would bring you. But it's really cute. You're like, oh, you like the food I put out. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's adorable. I don't have anything cute like that. I have been, it says, I've been spending a lot of time on Spotify, which makes sense because I'm constantly listening to podcasts. Yeah. I will share a couple of my favorites. Yeah. Aside from the ones that we usually talk about, 
I've been listening a lot to Coffee and Crime. Yes. And hey I've, girl. Been, I've been reposting her a lot on our Instagram page. She's the sweetest person. Yes. But she does a lot of deep dives on some cases and a lot of ones that I haven't thought to look into before. Oh, interesting. Um, Let me just pull up her thing right here. We'll I've, link her in our show notes. I've been listening to her a lot and I've really just enjoyed it. She's also from New Zealand and I am a sucker for accents. So that doesn't. Yes. That helps her cause for me. Um, but she does some really good just deep dives. And I listened to her one on the Wolf family that she posted uh, probably a couple months ago. That was really good and really sad, which is one that I hadn't heard of before. Mm. And I've just really been enjoying it. So if you like just true crime podcasts and a New Zealand accent, then check her out. I also am currently listening to Evil Pudding. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we is... We like them too. Um again just another true crime podcast but i'm listening to their episodes they have a three-part series on ed kemper and ed kemper is like one of my guilty pleasure like serial killers that sounds really fucked but he's the the only one or one of the few that lived long enough to talk about it afterwards either didn't kill himself at the time die early in prison get killed by somebody in prison and he's very talkative and very social yeah, and so there's a lot of information about there that has been confirmed. You know, um, that he was telling the truth. That, you know, sort of he he can kind of look very, he can look inward and sort of diagnose himself and assess why he did things that he did. And I find that fascinating and fascinating. Yeah. his perspective on himself. The introspection there is wild. Yes, that was the word I was looking for. Can you tell this whole episode? I've just been without words. Because of how awful that case was. But um, moving on from it. Yeah, it's called... It's their episodes 40, 41, and 42. And it's called Confronting Kemper. And they're really good. I do like it. Yeah, we've been on their Instagram stalking a bit. but So those are a couple of mine that I've liked. And then... What's another app? I says I've been on Etsy a lot. But I think that's just because it's Christmas. Fair. And I like shopping local. Me too. I like supporting like the small artists um but let's see for the last one that i'll tell you guys about i always have a sudoku app that's up there because you similar are for the brain games i love a sudoku. menace with that but the one that i wanted to share with you guys that i love and i actually i like literally never pay for apps but i pay for the premium on this it's headspace so it's actually a meditation app mm-hmm. um what i love about it a few things both of us are suckers for accents and the <laughs> guy his name is andy who originally started this is australian and oh such a good accent very very good <laughs> um but also they teach you how to meditate so it's like a i don't know they have different courses they always start you off small you start with like a three minute meditation they can bring you to like a five eventually and like you just sort of grow it um also they have courses so like i'm taking a sleep course right now Mm. and it teaches you sort of the psychology and how your brain works around sleep so that you can get better sleep and my favorite one is they have noises for while you're sleeping so they've got like sleep casts for people who kind of like more of a storytelling thing to fall asleep to and then they've also got just regular sounds so like rain nature creeks and stuff like that so i usually fall asleep to those just for white noise stop this app sounds amazing but also how much is premium they give you stats which is they'll tell you all of the minutes that you've meditated 
They'll tell you your average meditation length. They'll tell you how many sessions you've completed. So I think it's really cool. Mm. To be fair, there is a free version of this. I don't know how much of like the courses and all of that are included in that. But I do know that I used this meditation app solely for meditation all the way through college for free. So I didn't pay for a thing. Okay. Um, for the full year, it's $70, I think, which ends up being like six or seven bucks a month if you break it down. But okay. it's well worth it for me. I would say definitely use it for a while, see how you like it, and then decide whether or not you're going to. Sure. Um, but a few bucks a month to have all that, what is that, like bonus yeah. content, basically? Yes, literally. And uh, worth it. You can do check-ins. You can add progress for different things like mine are for stress and anxiety. And then you can see like through the months where you fall how it's going that kind of thing okay i think it's awesome so it's called headspace we'll also link that down below i've also heard of another not even one. sponsored look at you go i know <laughs> uh headspace sponsor us um, <laughs> i'll also say there's an app very similar called calm that okay. is basically the same premise that my cousin uses so all right yes i like it so those were my app recommendations guys we love you we do we really appreciate you. We love you a lot. We hope that you're having a very lovely holiday season. And we hope we didn't wreck your day today. <laughs> yes. We would love for you to come hang out with us over on our Instagram page. Abby, where would they go for that? So they could open up their little Instagram app and yeah. go to that little search button. Mm -hmm. And in the little bar, they type in about time for true crime pod with periods in between all the words, which would be A-B-O-U-T period T-I-M-E period F-O-R period T-R-U-E period C-R-I-M-E period pod because podcast was too long mm -hmm. but um on our instagram we do have all of the people and places and things we're talking about we also have a bunch of fucking highlights including causes that are near and dear um places and organizations that families and victims support and also that we support and we also have resources for you but also memes. We call it our reprieve highlight, but there's funny shit. There's wholesome shit. There's true crime fan shit. It's great. It's a good time. Just a thing for you to click through if you need a deep breath yeah, or your own reprieve. It. Yeah, seriously. You know? That's what it's there for. But if you guys wanted to like send us your pod pets, we are still requesting those. We love your cats. We love them. I we know, love your cats. We have a little like arsenal going. We need more. Yes. And we're going to make another bigger post. Also, if you guys wanted to tell us, like, your favorite nicknames for your pets, Allie and I were thinking that would be, like, a great reprieve one day. You know how, like, everybody's pets have different ones, so. Like, my cat's Mia, but she's Miss Bean yeah. a lot. <laughs> Miss Bean. Mia um, Bean. We call Bean. Newton Stinky Butt, because he has a stinky butt. Uh -huh. We also call him, like, a little baby bitch boy, you know, Aww. just, like, little things like that. Yeah, um, Mia so just gets called stinky a lot. Stinky. She's not even stinky, but she's stinky. Yeah. You know? So if you guys just wanted to do that, we thought that would be fun. But if you had case recommendations, thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, wanted to write us a letter, give us your innermost, deepest secrets and love, you yeah. can do that over email. But Allie, where would they do that? So you would email us at about time for TC at Gmail. So that would be A B O U T T I M E numeric for tc at gmail.com oh my gosh you guys what a freaking ride today what a ride well i would love to say that it's gonna get better later in the week but unfortunately it is not. not yeah but you'll just have to stay tuned and find out yes and you guys before we leave 
I just wanted to say again, we're so excited for the things we're planning and that are coming up. We got a little more in the works today. Mm-hmm. Um, got to see some of those red bubble sales. Hey, uh, we do have stickers. So just remember the red bubble is ATFTC pod. We have three different designs up right now, but you can stay tuned because more definitely will be coming. Oh, for real. And I don't know. Just get excited. The new year will bring lots of new good things for us. So we love you so much. But if I look at my clock, that was about, about time, time for true crime. crime. Bye. Bye. Bye.